I want to thank Esti and, and Avi again. It must be that we behaved nice for this time last week, because here we are again. It's appreciated. Shek Simchanach is in every room. On page Chavches. We've been learning the aside of the Ramchal, which is the aside of our entire Yiddishkeit and our existence in this world, is that a person finds that Sha'achas, that time. It's called the Sha'achas hour, but the person finds that Sha'achas. I saw such an amazing thing. I'm going to forget, so I'll say it now. I saw such an amazing thing in the Sefer the, the other day, in the rest of the Sefer. But it said that Ibn Achman many times used to say that what happens if you don't you don't know what to say during that time. You just don't know what to say. Like you're trying. We're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna start to learn Mishan right now, we're gonna start to learn some suggestions on how to begin. But you're sitting there and you here it is, you you're in that quiet place, it's Kavaldi. And you set aside a time this time aside and there's no machine, there's nothing, you there's no, it's quiet. And you just can't you know, you try like for 10 seconds, it's not going. So, Rabbi Nachman used to say that in, the, in that situation, there's a sure emergency method. But we could even use the Lechachilu to get into this world, which we'll see. He says, you just say over and over and over again, one way of speaking, of calling Hashem, but in a way that's personal to you. Rabbi Nachman, him or my father, my father, my father. Abba, Avi, Whatever it is, that, but a way that you call Hashem is Baruch, that you feel connected to. And he said, Rabbi Nachman said that if you say it even a thousand times, if you say Shalom, he said if you say Rabbi Shalom a thousand times, you'll see that it's unbelievable how it'll open up your heart. So I saw in the Sefer that it said that, that if you say, that to say Rabbi Shalom a thousand times, Rabbi Shalom at a normal pace takes exactly an hour. Rabbi Shalom 1,000 times. When Rabbi Nachman said, say Rabbi Shalom 1,000 times, it takes an hour to say the words of Rabbi Shalom 1,000 times. So, <clears throat> we've been talking about the urgency of his brainless. And that our entire existence as Jews depends on being able to set aside that time. Now, what, what are we supposed to do during that time? This is just the beginning and introduction. There are many things that are written in Lashna Kaidish and in English, and I'd be happy to recommend things over time. But here he's just introducing us into the world of his bindings that for most of us growing up, maybe a little bit on our own, we would occasionally you know, talk to Hashem a couple of words. I'm, not, I'm saying besides the davening. But as a way of life, it, 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 it's not something which is uh, commonly practiced. As a matter of fact, I remember around, I remember over 20 years ago teaching this, talking about his bindings in, uh, in a girls' school, a girls' seminary in New York. I, I taught there once a week at night, and I spoke about, the girls were asking me about something, developing a, a, a personal kesher with Hashem, and I spoke about his bindings. And she came back the next week, and she said that her rav was very, very angry, and whoever thought of such a thing, and don't bring any of this rest of the stuff to normal girls, and what, what, what are you talking about? All, all I spoke about was speaking to the rav. And this was seen. That, that wouldn't happen. It's unlikely that it would happen nowadays. I mean, there's still some from the old school leftovers that, are, that uh, you know, they should, should 
doing other things. But but everybody knows now that there's a Pesach Tasha. So let's begin a little bit on page Chavkas. What goes on during the hour of his bindings? What goes on during this time of his bindings? What are you supposed to do? And how's that supposed to take an hour? Because most of us figure we can do it around a second, maybe a minute. What's, what's an hour? Certainly each person must work according to his or herself and his or her own nature. The So therefore the author is saying, I'm not coming to give a specific exact a specific and exact way how you should conduct yourself during his bindings. I'm not giving during this time I'm not I'm not giving you a specific way. But let's at least talk about the general mahalach of how to spend an hour of his bainanus, of his bainadus. Generally, everybody's different, but generally. And then each person should should custom design his own his bainanus, his own his bainanus, according to his or her own way of, of talking and of living and the things that are on your mind, things that are in your heart and so on. But generally there's a, a, a general mahalach. The truth is, the Sadiq writes here, the Etsam, the truth is that the Ramchal already defined it this for us. What did the Ramchal say? A person should try to seek in his own heart to understand. We learned this last week. What did the earlier ones do? The Ovis Ha'ilam, our fathers and our mothers in the old days. Shakach Choshak Hashem Bahem. Why did the Barishalm love them so much? What made them so special? What made Abhavina so special? So you say he was so nice. He was a good he was a good shepherd. He was a very, very, very nice person. Chesed. What made our Ovis, Nari Mohais, what gave them such a koyach to have a iskashis with Akarashbara? What was, what was he doing that made him so connected to God? What did David Mashiach Hashem? What did all these people do that the Bereshim had such a cheshik for them? The Ramchal wrote over there that a person should think and look deeply into this. What's his tachlis in this world? Ma tachlis? mahu And why was he created? The Kevin Shamchal Krahashiv is at Shulabarashis Sifraish Adam Lai Nivrahil Sanikalasham. Since the Ramchal wrote at the beginning of Mesil Sasharam that a person was created to delight in Hashem, to have a relationship with Hashem, the Ramchal writes that at the very beginning. Therefore, it has to be clear to a person. It's clear. Ramchal states it very clearly. That from the time that a person 
is able to understand, to have a seichel, to think that the single most important thing to search for in life and to work towards in life is kivas Hashem, closeness to God, to have a kesher with Hashem. Elamai, what's the problem? Shalev molei beretzaynais. Shalev molei beretzaynais. That the heart of a person is filled with all kinds of retzaynais. A person wants many things. It says in Pasuk, a person, a strong Yetzirah. In addition to that, besides wanting things that might not be harmful, there's also kinna, jealousy, and taivan, desiring things that are undesirable, and covered, and the need to have covered. These things all take us away from the world. What does it mean they take us away from the world? It takes you away from the real world. From the real world. Could you imagine, much more than 99% of the world, if they would look at us right now, they would think that we're totally, totally out of touch with reality. Isn't that true? <laughs> I'll tell you something else. A significant percentage even of the firm world would say that we're out of touch with reality. <laughs> of the firm world would say that we're not, it's, it's very nice, and they don't, want, they don't wish us any harm, God forbid. And maybe they'll dive into we should have a fool in the Yeshua. <laughs> all this talk give us Hashem and to have a, some kind of a feeling for God and a connection to God do mitzvahs and, and just uh, you know and I'm talking about the firm world in the firm world this is, this is something which is seen by a, by a lot of people as being very strange slowly but surely just like many things were seen strange 20 years ago 25 years ago and now and now it's strange if you don't uh, live that way. It's already catching on. The light of the Boshemta was conquering the entire world. I'm not embarrassed to say that. It's just a matter of time. But but it's seen as being not real. Machazal saying the Mishnah, Hakina Taiva Vakavid, but seen as Adam and Adam. That's what says the Mishnah. We know that since we're kids. Jealousy, Taiva, wanting wrong things, and Kavid, seeking Kavid, wanting Kavid, that takes you out of the world. But don't you know that, that in the Goyesha Welt, in the secular world, those are exactly like the three most important things <laughs> in their world. Get ahead. you got to get ahead. And the sign of getting ahead is that you can get all the things that you want. Kina means to be jealous and to be, they call it competitive, but we know what it means. It means cutthroat. And Taiva, Taiva, so you can have more of the things that you want. And then you'll get a lot of COVID. As you, when you get older and you no longer have a time for too many things, the COVID, the COVID, because the COVID, the COVID. And in the world, in the world out there, that's considered to be the island. That's the world. Chazal says that. They take you away from the world. What does that mean? So he explains. From the true world. Did you ever meet like a teenage girl that's dreaming about being like a model? Did you ever meet a girl like that? <laughs> that she's dreaming of being a model. And she might even hurt herself and to deprive herself of food and other, and to live a lifestyle uh, that's very unhealthy because of a chalam of being, of, of, of being a model. And in her mind, in her mind, the people that are, the, the girls that are not in that parasha don't really know what it means to have a world. 
And if you're in that parasha, that's the real world. That's the real world. The Mishnah says, This is what I Shabbos also. Jealousy, taiva, and covet, they take you away, they confuse you. And they distract you from the true world that, that is inside of it, the true world that you should be living in. What's that true world? The true Ratzna of your Nishama, you're a Jew. You want to say that you want to say that that, that that person, that this guy, that guy, that they have a rotzen for you know the taiva, kinda taiva. You want to say that's his true rotzen? Could be. I believe. I do believe that 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 that, that many of these people that their whole rotzen is kinda taiva and kavod, and that is their island. That is their island. One of my one of my children asked me, "What do you think? What do you think that Hillary Clinton wants?" She had to write something for school about different, you know, uh, candidates. So I said, Hillary Clinton. I never, I met, I did meet her actually once. I did. I had, I had the honor of not putting out my hand when she reached out to shake my hand. And I don't know how come she wasn't briefed. So, because I know that it was an orthodox thing, and I, and I didn't want to be. There. I, I had to go because there was somebody. There was a hush of a person that, that that I know that was being honored, and I went and she came there, and she was introduced, and she must have forgotten. She got her hand and. She was. She had a good comeback because that's what she, that's what she specializes in, in, in acting. So, so, so I don't. I don't have a tiny person. I have nothing against it. I don't know. It's, if anything, Chachman is that uh, she, Mizrahi is that she was married to such a, a mushkas and what she had to go through and all that. But, but, if you're asking me for your report that your teacher wants to know what is it that Hillary Clinton is seeking, so right over there, Hakim Hatay You don't have to get to it, I'll make it so long. So, Kim Hatay and Kavit. I handed the paper. So, of course, the Mars is my issue. You want to, you want to talk normal to the people. But that's what it's Kim Hatay and Kavit. Zehu. That's, that's her world. Kinna, Taiva, and Kavit. She might be a nice mother, she might be a nice person, I don't know. But Kinna, Taiva, and Kavit is that what that world is about. In order to get ahead, you have to be about Kinna, about Taiva, and about Kavit. And that's the measure of success. But the Torah comes along and says, And that might be really what, in other words, that's, those are her Messiahs, okay. And she's good at that, those are her Messiahs. But the Rotsna of a Jew, can't be that, because that's not the island of a Jew. That's not the world of a Jew. It's not. It's not the world of a Jew. It's not our world. The world of, of Kinnatai Venkov. It's not our world. We have to go in this world, and we're, we walk in this world with the people that have those, those thoughts and, and live that way, but that's not us. That's not us. And we should feel very, very strange and apart from that world, because it's not our world. It's not our world, Kinataya and Kavit. And if you feel comfortable, God forbid, even if it's just from people who are Kinataya and Kavit dresses, then that's, that's not a good thing. That's not a good sign. What's the world of a Jew? So he says, The inner core of a Jew, the essence of a Jew, wants closeness to the Russian. Wants to be in heaven Hashem. That's it. Whatever you see on the outside, whatever it looks like, even with us, in ourselves, in our own lives, however it looks. Akina Hatayrava Akovid may seem Aisimah Tachlis Azu. 
Kinnataiv and Kavid distract us and schlep us into a world that's not our own world. And we behave in ways that are not consistent with, with who we really are. And sometimes we look at that and we wonder, like, you know, what world do I belong in? So the world where we come from, where we come from, you know how many times I heard growing up, there are different things that I wanted to do, and my father would say to me, and my mother, they should be well, would say, well, my father told me this today. We were together. My father, how many times he would say this simple sentence, I'm sure you've heard it from parents or grandparents, not where we come from. <laughs> That's not how it is where we come from. But in America, it's very, very, very American. And it's very accepted here. Not where we come from. And when my father says that, he's not talking about how the Hungarians, they were, they were peasants, they were anti-Semites. The guy, he's talking about where we come from, which was saturated with Yerushalayim. Which was, which was a world that was filled with the fear of God. Not where we come from. And he could hear a certain kind of music, and he doesn't know. My father's not going to get into the, like my things, like with all the things about different music. My father just says that's, that that sound is not where we come from. It's not where we come from. And that was my father's way of saying to me when I was growing up, "I don't want you doing that. It's not where we come from." So, but daddy, but my sister's uncle and Shmuel and Shmuel, but that's not where we come from. I, I know, I thought I came from the same place that they came from. I mean, maybe I have Queens and they're from Brooklyn, but that's not so far. But my father, it's not where we come from. And you can't appreciate that or understand that unless you have a, a, a shaykhist to that type of a person, that world, where we came from, whether you're an Ashkenazi or a Sephardi, whether you're a Chassidish or a Litvishi, but where we come from. Our world is not this world of Kinnataiv and Kavit. It has nothing to do with Chassidim and Islam. A litvisha or a chsidisha or svadisha is not. It's across the board. So therefore, we forget. Kinnatayv v'kav metzimah ma'atachlis says, "You, you, and you lose, you lose, you lose sight of the true tachlis for which we created, which is kevas Hashem." If somebody would wake you up in the middle of the night and say, "Why are you in this world?" and you would say, "To be a, to be happy or to be a good mother, to be a good wife." To, even if you would say to be a good Jew, it's, that's a very that's a that's a very good that's a very good answer. It's a very good answer. But it could be very those words to be a good Jew means a lot to a lot of people. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some people being a good Jew means that that you send you know eighteen dollars a year to to Amit Kumins or something, <laughs> which is a nice thing to do. But that's not what's necessarily that doesn't define you as a good Jew, right? So, but the answer unless the answer is Kirva Sasha. I'm Zoichel every single morning in the shul after davening when I go into my room in the shul there's one of the chair from the shul every single morning and sadly he comes to me he, he knocks on the door and says Rabbi you should have a day that's filled with Kirvis Hashem every morning this is how he gives me a good day it should be a day filled with Kirvis Hashem I say Amen could you imagine again if other people would see such a thing even other from people see such a thing then it would only confirm what they already think about Weinberg you understand <laughs> And a day that's filled with kibbutz Hashem. That's the tachlis of our lives. That's the tachlis of our lives. Kesha'odim is boyday, sho'achas, umavar la'atzmai be'emeth, sha'tachlis zu kibbutz Hashem, if a person is able to put aside time, every day if possible, 
and to think about this and to speak about this. But my tachas, what my tachas is in life. And why did the Barnishal put me to this world? It's Kirvis Hashem. You automatically, if you think about this a little bit, you begin to cry out to Hashem and to ask Hashem. To help me, help me, I know in my head, in my cycle, that my tachlis of being created is Kirvis Hashem. But I don't feel inside of me that I want that badly. Help me to want that. Every single Jew, deep inside, every single Jew wants Kivas Hashem. Every Jew wants Kivas Hashem. But Begilui means on the outside of my life, on the surface of my life, I have a lot of conflicting with sinus that have nothing to do with Kivas Hashem. And other things that I want, I want, I want, I want. A person who wants to have a beautiful home. And because of that want, which is okay, say it, but because he wants to have a beautiful home, Mamish, beautiful home, because he wants to have a beautiful home, he doesn't have any time for davening for learning. But if you would have, if you would have less of a, less of a chash of a home, he wouldn't have such a home. He would have more time to daven and to learn, right? If he, he wouldn't have to make that much money. A very good friend of mine, one of the rabbanim around here, a chash of a very chash was telling me the other day with a chas, and he was saying, that he sees this, and he sees this as the single biggest problem. That it's so unbelievably expensive to live in this area. It's so expensive, and people have to keep up and keep up. And they also want to be able to have bezashan to have children, and then the tuitions and the and the house and the mortgages and tuitions. So the people are, bec- are becoming enslaved to jobs where if you make $100,000 you can't do anything $100,000 is galacht but I thought years ago $100,000 looks like from Hollywood <laughs> I remember when, when, when Mickey Mantle got a contract for $110,000 I couldn't believe there's such a thing in the world $100,000 to get paid $100,000 now it's a galacht what do you know $100,000 maybe you could use that for the Long Island Railroad a little bit or something for, for change <laughs> $100,000. So people are in this union that we're stuck in, we're stuck in because of the whole thing about being a nice community, all of those things we have. But we're stuck in a situation where people who would be able to, if they lived someplace where they had a house, for, where they had a house that would take a cost of $80,000, $100,000. If they lived in a place like that, and that they'd be able to have more menuchas and efforts, and to be able to sit and learn, to daven, to be a mansion, to spend time with this family. So what are you going to say to 120? The tachas of my life is to have such a house and to be in such a place and such a community if, if I can't afford it. So people can't afford it. People that can afford it, okay, but there's a lot of people that can't really afford it. And it's eating away at their, at their, at their, it's eating away at their kishkes. And it ruins the shalom bodies. And it ruins the, even a little bit of time they have to learn they can't concentrate. So, Person forgets the tachlis. What's the tachlis of my life? What do you even say to 120? The tachlis of my life was to make a half million dollars so I could be able to buy a big house in the Bernstein. Where does it say that? You saw someplace in the Sefer that says you're supposed to have a big house? Or you saw someplace in the Sefer that said that you have to be able to have that kind of a car or this kind of vacation? And, uh, and you, those of you who know me, you know that I'm not from the anti-Gashmias 
squad, <laughs> patrol. I'm not from the anti-gashness patrol. It's not the way, it's not my way personally, it's Bechlal, not the way of the Balshantav HaKadosh, I'm not opposed to Jews having nice things. Believe me, I have naches, and I like the Jews, should have good things. And I also like nice things myself, and I come from my home where my mother has very good taste, and, I had, and I'm much worse with these things than my wife. My wife comes from a very simple background. I don't come from such a simple, you know, when it comes to having nice things. It's not, I appreciate that. But you ask yourself, what's the tachas of my life? And at what cost, at what expense? What's the expense of, 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 of 120? To face the Kashbrokh and to use it as an explanation that because of this I didn't have, you know, I had to make a certain, I had to do this, I had to do that. <clears throat> I remember years ago, I spoke, I spoke once to Bishar, I was in Detroit. Have you ever in Detroit? It's a very beautiful, very beautiful Jewish community there. Beautiful community. I forgot what it's called something. Oakland, I don't remember something. But the Jews live this way. So, so somebody, I was asking somebody there, this is not so long ago, this is maybe 15 years, I don't know. So I remember asking the Rav, I was staying there with the Rav, and I, we were walking a little bit in the nice homes, and I said, how much does a house like this cost? So he told me that this is already a nicer house. It's 65000 70000 I'm not talking about 25 years ago. I'm not talking about that. When there was like 60000 then there were houses they were for $45,000, $50,000. So, you know, I, I stopped and I think to myself, I'm not crazy. <laughs> Why don't I move to Detroit? Well, am I, yeah, but then, but then but the answer is, of course I'm not moving to Detroit because my parents are here and I'm not going to Detroit. And so why don't we all go? I'll, I, you know, I could even buy my father, I could buy my father a house if I sell this one here. And we could get two houses in Detroit. Because my, my parents don't want to live in Detroit. You know, it's not a kasha. What am I going to do? And, and other people that I love uh, are all over here. So, what's the tachlis? So on, even though inside every Jew knows what the tachlis is and what that the tachlis is kivas Hashem, but on the surface we get stuck in the secondary ritzainus, and it's more than secondary, and those other things that we want, that we want. Imkain, the last sentence on Chalchas. Imkain odamamit is atzmai umaschil is chalufnei bar. You have to. St- what does it mean? What do you do during that hour? How do you begin? You come to the Baruch Shalom, again, it's quiet, there's nothing, no potential phone either. Nothing, no phone in the room. Nothing. And you start to say, I know what the truth is. And I know that this is the Tachlis. To be close to you. But I, I feel inside of me that there are a lot of other things that I want. That don't stim, that don't go together with that rotsen. That are pulling me away from that rotsen. That rotsen I know in my seichel, but I don't feel that much. A lot of other excitements I feel. I feel very strongly. So that you tell me that the deepest rotsen that I have is really you. I don't feel that. So Azorli, help me. Show me a way. Put me on a certain path. That I should know what to do. That I should be able to be more this rotten inside of myself. I told you many times. Uh, I, many times I mentioned. I don't know. You're supposed to 
What? I mean, I but, but I said, you know, I wasn't sure which spiritually you're supposed to <laughs> I never did that my whole life. <laughs> I, I tried? Okay. <laughs> that must be what... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's not going good. So that's what everybody's doing when it's in the mouth? That, that's that little spritzer. Okay. Yeah, uh, it just came out. Oh, it just came out. Oh, sorry. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I missed it. Okay. So I told you many times in my about um, there was an argument between two of the sons, two of the sons of the uh, of the Alter Rebbe. One was the Mittler Rebbe, the other one was the Baron. Two of the sons of the of the, of the Baltan, you were having it. Thing. And one of them was saying that uh, one of them was saying was that the, that there's nothing that's higher, there's nothing that's greater than a poshity than a simple Jew. And the other, you know, simple God-fearing Jew. The other one kind of, what are you talking about? That's the highest madrig. Highest madrig is a, a Moscow, a big a person with a big seichel and serving Hashem, a poshity. Anyway, somebody must have told the Balatani that this was a discussion that the boys were having. About time you called them in. I might be getting the names. I might be getting, might be the next generation. I'm not sure. But the Baltani, I think, called them in. The two sons. And um, and he said, you know, I want, I want to, I want you to see something. And the Baltani said, go bring me, go bring me whatever. The, the, there was a Russian that worked over there for the, in the house of the Baltani. Go bring me that that fellow, that that uh, the guy. Go bring him to me. So they brought him. And the Balatanya asked him how you today, how you so whatever say his name is uh, Igor. How how uh, how are you? So he says fine. He might have even said Baruch Hashem. I have all the know how to say those things. So I'm fine. And he says Igor, so what did you do today? She says Rabbi, I did I did work in the barn, and I, and I did some work in the field with her. Yes, that's good. Why did you do that? He says why did I do that? I'm doing that so I should be able to get paid. And then he says, why do you want to get paid? I want to get paid. I, do, I want to get paid so I should be able to to, to eat. So then he says, oh, why, do you, why do you need to eat? So the guy says, right, I need to eat so I should be able to live. And why do you need to live? So he said, I need to live so I could, uh, so I could be able to have some nice time and get some, uh, have some extra money and go to the bar and to drink and to spend time with friends and whatever, you know. So the time he said, good, 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 good. Then he went, he said, go back, it's okay, whatever. And then he, and then he called, the time he told the boys to go bring me, like the simplest Jew in the whole place over there, that was working by the time. He was some Yidlo, you know, some Yidlo. And he didn't know anything, it was a Tavla, a The time he asked him, uh, whatever, Maisha, well, what, what did you do? I was, I was working today, and, and the, the job that the Rebson told me, I was working today. The kitchen was this, that, and it was why were you working? So I was working. I was working to, to, to get paid, to make a living. And why do you need to make money? He says, I need to make money so I could buy, I could buy food. And why do you need to buy food? I need to have food so I could live. And why do you need to live? So he gave a curse and he was quiet and then some tears came down. He said, I live so that I should be able to deny that I should serve the Rosh so I should have a little time to dive into the summer nights. So. 
Patisar. So Tanya said, good, good, I shall go ahead, go, go back. So Tanya turned to, the, to his son and said, Aposha to Yid. Aposha to Yid only looks Aposha, it's only to you, it looks like he's nobody because you didn't ask the last question. If you ask the last question of a Jew, then you see he's not Aposha. You have to get to the last question. The last question is, why are you alive? What's the purpose of your life? Our problem is that we don't ask ourselves that last question. You understand? We ask ourselves to eat and to buy things and to get this because I should have a nice house and my kids should go to yeshiva and we should have this and everything. But and why and why do you want to live? So why do we want to live? That's the beginning of his abundance. And that's the that's what the tzaddik is saying is that you have to ask Hashem I know that in my head, if I get to the last question and if if I get to it, like if somebody stops me, you know, and, and, and interviews me the way that the Tanya interview, and, and I get to that question, I mean, what, what would the typical person say? Maybe we could, maybe we could canvas the neighborhood, you know, to go around like, you know, with a, with a microphone, and speak to the, speak to the, you know, pull over a lady like, you know, in the gym, and ask her, like, uh, ask her, what are, you, what are you doing? She says, exercise, why are you exercising? And exercise, I should be healthy, it should be, you know. Yeah, I mean that's not so true, but okay, let's say so, so to look a certain way, but let's say to be healthy. So I next says to be healthy. So why do you want to be healthy? Oh, I want to be healthy. I want to be healthy so I should so I should be able to live a long life. What do you want to live a long life? I should be able to with my husband, with my children, I want to be able to have grandchildren, take take them under the chuppah, everybody would say it. No, I want to be able to and 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 and, and why is that important to you? What's the, to keep on asking, keep on asking. But they don't ask themselves that question. She could, she could, so the same person is a very nice person, could be spending most of her life with these machshavas of the mall and of the gym and of the, and of the catalogs, the catalogs. Most of her life could spend with these machshavas. And she doesn't ask herself, what's the, what is the, what is the, what do you want in life? So she has answers. But all the things that she's saying, or whatever the guy has his answers, all the things that they're saying are the, ulterior rotsonus. They're not the interior rotson. There's only one rotson that a Jew has inside. And that's Kivas Hashem. That's to be connected to the branch. That's Kivas Hashem. Kechol Shadam Bonu Yoyser. Yochul Hu Yoyser Lahar Chaladar B'Makadosh Baruch As a person's, the more duped up a person's connection is with Hashem, and the more he works on this, and the more advanced he is in his and is thinking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the more he's able to talk at length about these things. For people that are, that are already, for people who are already holding in this very much, an hour, two hours, when you speak to Jews who are very much into the Hisbaitanus and Hisbaitanus, they, they always say, any, anybody that's into that way of life will tell you that that's the most precious time of their day. That they live for that time of the day, and that it goes so fast, and they and they they could do it for hours and hours. Nisha nimsa b'matzav kazer karleizokuk lahadracha. A person who's already in that madrega where he feels that he would like to have two hours and three hours, he doesn't need any guidance. He's already in that place. There are people who like that today. There are some people who are even without working on a lot. They're naturally like that. They're very very open and they're very in touch. So I'm not talking the tzaddikers. I'm not talking to the people who are naturals and are already holding with that. I'm talking to those people who are not used to this. 
the Ka'isa now, Menasela Haschil Hisragi. And now the person is trying, is trying to start, to get started. And this person wants to get started, and he believes what the Ramchal says, which is the sight of all of Yiddishkeit. So he goes into a room and he closes the door. Podemi called Tir Asylum. No phones, no, no children standing over there, no, uh, uh, nothing. Quiet. He starts to talk Help me that I should want the truth. Not just know the truth. Help me that I should want the truth. On the day I I know the truth. But I don't feel it so much. My feelings are the opposite. My feelings are the opposite of what I know. My feelings are the opposite of what I know. And the person asks more and more. He asks for the same thing. You repeat it over and over again. And this, again, use Hashem, a name that you like to call Hashem by. It doesn't, not, doesn't have to be a name that's in the Siddur. But to, to over and over again. So now you look at your watch. Five minutes have passed. That's already not bad, right? Five minutes. I'm, I'm, that's it. I'm done. There's nothing else. I have no kaiyach this now. It's like that with everything in the beginning. Same thing if you start exercising, right? In the beginning, when a person exercises, they exercise for, for a few minutes and they have no kaiyachs. And, they, and, they, and they, over time, they build it up. Before you're used to something, you get very, you get tired very quickly. It's hard to do a lot. So listen, so the, so the tzaddik is saying, oh, that's okay. You're still in the room, and it's still the time of his body. It still counts. And what do you do? So you say to Hashem like this. You rest a little bit, and you're just quiet. You just quiet. I believe I don't feel it but I believe that my deepest Ratzin is to continue this conversation to continue talking to you to continue diving to you and asking you I believe that is but it's hard for me so I need to rest a little bit I need to stop for a few minutes even that you share with him you don't just stop you say I know that my Ratzin inside is to continue I don't feel that it's hard for me. Therefore, I, I, it's hard, and I, I, I'm, you'll excuse me, I'm stopping a little bit. Nisyash, so he thinks a little bit. Nach, he rests a little bit. You still talk to him, and you're saying it's hard to talk to you. You know what? I'm having a hard time with his brightness. I'm new with this. I'm saying my own words. I'm not so creative. And I'm using my brain instead of my heart. You know what? I'm going to say a couple of kapitel chetilim if that's okay with you. Tell them I'm going to say, I don't, my words are not there. I'll say Dovid Malik's words. Because you know the Dovid Malik's words are also our words, right? So I'm going to say Dovid Malik's words. I'll say kapitel chetilim. Maybe, maybe by saying some tilim, it's going to be it'll awaken your rahmanis on me. That there are a few words that I'm saying that you should hear, that you should accept. It's also a good idea in his Bainadus, at that time of his Bainadus, and his Bainadus, it's a good thing to put something in Tzedakah, to set aside a little bit for Tzedakah or something. 
You give a coin to a poor person, you set aside a coin and you put it in the pushka, whatever, and then you're worthy to receive the shechina. So you're trying to have a connection to the shechina. It's a very powerful thing to put it in the, uh, a little bit of a quarter or put it on the side, something for stocking. Shnemet says in Pazak, Nibet Sedek Echazep Panacha, Ashbabak Kitzkun Asacha. In other words, that when I give tzedakah, then I can I can gaze upon you. Then I can I can welcome the shechina when I give tzedakah. It says in the Gemara that if Allah would give uh, would give a coin, his custom was to give a coin to a poor person and then he would daven. After a few minutes, he closes the tillum. He tries another five minutes in his own words. If the five minutes kashle, it's hard. So he says another few tillum, another few kabilach tillum. I'm going back for I'm saying some Let's say out of this entire hour of back and forth, from the entire hour, only 15 minutes was actual talk to Hashem with your own words. Only 15 minutes. The rest was telling and a little bit to rest. And if, but but that day is a gewaldige day you know why? because you gave an hour for Kivas Hashem because even though during that hour there was only 15 minutes of badness of that but it was an hour thinking about God it was an hour talking to Him about not being able to talk to Him it was an hour of of, of, of humbling of your tachlis you understand? of, of thinking about your tachlis on a regular day, a, a different days, you don't have that at all. You're thinking, what? You spend an hour saying, I know my tachlis, but, uh, but during the day, I don't think about it. And even now, what I'm trying to think about it, talk about it, it's not pure. It's hard for me. Help me that I shouldn't forget. Help me that my rotson should be pure. This is what we have to scream out to Hashem from the depths of the heart. And if you find that you're calling out but it's not coming from the depths, and that itself you should cry about. You should say Tashem. I know that this is the truth. And I know that I should be crying out to you from the depths of my heart. I don't feel that it's hard for me to call out from such a place. I could cry from the depths of my heart when somebody's, someone that I love has a problem. I can cry out when something goes wrong, but I can't. I just don't know how to do this. So that you don't for Azarli says, Paul help me that I should be able to that I should be able to do this. The main thing is don't give up. This time that you spent with Hashem, it's not the hour. Let's see, you took a 15-minute program to start. Like we spoke about. Don't be misyayish. It's This shah is an hour. And zman zez zman. This is a chashad zman. You wouldn't, you wouldn't otherwise think about your tachas. You go like that for 30 years. 
maybe a Yom Kippur or something. You come to a point, you're sitting there, and you don't have the strength not to say anything to Hashem, not to say any tilim, not to ask Hashem to help you to say tilim. You just don't feel like anything. You can't. Still don't leave the room. Stay in that room for a little bit longer. Stay there for a while. By yourself. Maybe once every five minutes, stay there for the hour. And every five minutes, Yom Kashbrok will come and meet him. Just say two or three words. And he writes David, I would like to speak to you. I don't have the strength. I don't know how to. But I don't want to leave this room. I'm not leaving my chair. Until you give me some strength to do this. And if I can't say anything, I'm still going to sit here in this place. This is a place that is where a Jew is sitting who wants Kirvis Hashem. That's a Hashem thing. It's a place, like the Bosch, like you know, the, like the famous thing with the vision that said, how the, in the beginning the Bosch, the, there was a place, and the Bosch used to go in the forest, and the big stars, and the Bosch used to go to a certain place in the forest and say a certain feel. It's a famous thing the vision that said. After the Bosch HaKadosh, said already by the, by the musician, he didn't know anymore what the Bosch used to say, but he remembered at least to go where that place was in the forest. And he would dive into that place. Then the vision said already by, by the musician, by the next generation, by, he says, by my grandfather, by my father, by he already didn't he already didn't know he didn't know anymore where the forest was, and he didn't know what the he didn't know what the Baal used to say. But at least, but 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 at least he didn't know the place in the forest. But at least he knew where the forest was. He said, "Baruch Hashem, says I don't know what the Baal said. I don't know what tree it was. I don't know what forest it was. But at least I could tell over the mice. But at least I'm telling the story about the Baal and you should hear it and you should accept that. As if I'm saying that Davani. As if I'm Davani. So when a person says, when a person says, I, I'm not leaving, this is my spot. I don't know what to do over here. I don't know how to say but this is a spot. This is a place of Kirvas Hashem. And to have a place like that in the house. To have a place to go. That this is where I go to try to find the Vayneshwam. Kolas, 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 all beginnings are very, very hard. And a person who's not, who's not used to this Vada'i Kashal is certainly this going to be very hard. We must go to that first stage. We must go through that first stage. To really, really want to search for the truth. To, be, to, want, to want that truth. Ramchal has taught us that this is the foundation of all of life. That this hour is the key to our success as Jews. We have to be stubborn. And, and to put in that time, to be stubborn, to put in that time, no matter what. We have to be stubborn to, to live with that no matter what.